How's it going tonight, everybody? We are Three Dudes Reviews featuring Mike, Terry, and Fox. Hey, so uh, last week we decided um, our new movie series that we were going to do was Murder Mystery. And uh, so our first pick for this murder mystery, I guess we decided it kind of fits in here, is um, Prisoners. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. So uh, Prisoners is directed by Denis Villeneuve, who also did uh, Blade Runner 2049 most recently, and he's done like Arrival, Sicario, and that kind of stuff. Um, It stars Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, and on Rotten Tomatoes, it has 82% tomato meter, 87% uh, audience score. On IMDb, it has an 8.1 out of 10. User score and 74 meta score, which puts it at number 210 in the top 250. Not bad. Not bad at all. Wow. High ratings all around. A quick summary of Prisoners is um, we have two families that are meeting together on Thanksgiving, and um, they have two young daughters, and they get kidnapped while um, the family's, you know, inside talking. And they go outside to look for him. They can't find him. They call it in. And we get Jake Gyllenhaal's character, who's a cop, who gets assigned to the case. And uh, Hugh Jackman's character, who's one of the dads of the missing daughters, decides to take things into his own hands when he doesn't like the way the police are going about solving the case. Uh, what do you guys think, Prisoners? Well, it's pretty intense. Like It just keeps rising in this movie. The tension doesn't really stop. Yeah, this movie kind of puts like a a feeling of, I don't know, dread in you throughout it. Like it's just a, a tension that you constantly feel in your gut. At least I did while I was watching it. It is very intense. I mean, I love a good mystery, so I'm all about it. Are they going to solve it? Are they going to find that little clue? Yeah, this movie was really good about that. I wasn't sure they were going to solve it. I thought this movie was going to have an ambiguous ending, but... You know, they actually, yeah, like, the, it keeps going. Like, you don't expect, like, these twists and turns, but it keeps kind of just, like, slowly unraveling and that things are connected that you didn't expect. And, yeah, it all, like, kind of comes together. I think, you know, one, one of the reviews I just was kind of reading over here had this comment about the, 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 the film. It's, it's so intense, you know, and kind of heavy, hard to watch. They were like, you know, is it ethical exploration or exploitation? And in their review, you know, they, they, they decided that it was exploration, which I would agree with. But it's, it's a good question. It's, it's, it's pretty rough to watch. It's, it's a lot of really uh, dark subject matter. Yeah, it's it's pretty heavy movie because I know when it ended for us, the credits started rolling. We were all just kind of sitting here, you know, nobody said anything. We were just all kind of feeling like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> it's just got that heaviness with it, with the subject matter they cover. Well, yeah, like. I think get, things tend to get pretty uh, dark whenever, like, you know, kids and missing kids or murdered kids are involved. It's like, oh, my God. The stakes rise so much with that kind of stuff. That's true. I mean, I guess I don't know what I expected. Denis Villeneuve always has pretty, like, tense movies, it seems like. Everyone I've watched is like, that's kind of his trademark. He loves to rise that tension up. And, like, get the audience clenching their fists, like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, you know, Mad Mike had told us that this one was going to, like, be crazy and, you know, blow the minds. And it, it's so insane. I just, I, I guess it just didn't occur to me that it was going to be so dark, you know? Hey, I said something beforehand. I was like, this is pretty <laughs> dark, guys. And you're like, I think we can handle it, Mike. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did say pretty much that exact thing. Yeah. I was like, okay. 
Yeah, I'm sure you can handle it. Well, you handled it, but it's it's definitely very heavy and dark. Yeah, I I don't know what I was expecting, but yeah, it was it was dark. Maybe dark in a different. I don't know, like a very real dark. It felt like almost too. Like oh man. Yeah, I guess I was expecting like um, what is it like 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 a vengeance kind of story? Dark. I wasn't really expecting missing children and oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of expected a uh, Hugh Jackman's character. Yeah, like. It was going to be like confirmed that the children were dead and he was going to go hunting for the killer. But yeah, like there's a, so much ambiguity in this. Like you don't know who the killer is. And well, maybe Hugh Jackman doesn't necessarily know who the killer is either. <laughs> it's like, uh. well, we were talking a little after the movie and uh, we were saying like this film kind of fits into like a morally gray area. I think, you know, like most revenge movies are like, go kill the guy who did wrong to you and you'll feel better. And this is, well, kind of a revenge movie, I guess, maybe a bit, but it's got that morally gray thing attached to it. Yeah. You know, I think it is like moral exploration. You know, what do we call this? What is this? Is it vengeance? Is it panic? Is it whatever crippling depression? I mean... There's so many, especially Hugh Jackman. I mean, there's so many like emotions that guy goes through in this movie and you never really know what to call it. Yeah, I think it kind of like summed it up in the beginning when he was like telling his son about like the greatest lesson he learned from his grandparents. Like, well, take away one thing from somebody and they can go like nuts and they'll, they'll, they'll turn into animals and become, yeah, something they never thought they could do. Ooh, that is some that is some heavy foreshadowing. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's like always be prepared, and then he Jackman gets caught unprepared, and he becomes just like uh, everything he was warning his son about. They kind of set it up. It seems like like he's gonna be like a Liam Neeson kind of you know taken character where he's a survivalist and gonna be the hero, and then it kind of winds up that yeah he's caught off guard and it goes downhill. <laughs> it hurts even more because yeah, his wife was like you know like. I always felt safe with you. I didn't think this would happen, you know. Oh. You always protected us. Why did you, how could this have happened with you around and stuff like that? Oh, and that's like definitely like the core of that guy's character. He's like, oh, you're right. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, do you think that was the breaking point for his character and what drove him over the edge to do what he did was his wife's disappointment in him? Like he was obviously really worked up about his daughter being kidnapped but after she says that to him he definitely takes a different approach to how he's gonna go about handling that had he kidnapped the the guy before she said that or after it was after he did crank up his yeah methods after that though i think if i remember right he got the shower involved Mm-hmm. Such a heavy scene. I mean, like, I felt like something in me be like, oh, God, like, what if that was me? You know, like, what if my girlfriend or wife, like, said that to me after something bad happened? Like, I'd probably, yeah, change up my methods a bit. Part of what I like about this movie so much is all these characters in here are written so well. They seem like real people, you know, in just this awful situation. And I, I mean, we haven't even talked about uh, Jake Gyllenhaal yet. He does such a good job as like the the detective. He's kind of like a cool headed. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I hear what you're saying, sir. You know, like I get what you're saying. He's he's got all the, like the right things to say to like keep his cool. He slowly, yeah, he too like degrades after some stressful things happen and stuff. Well, yeah, and like Hugh Jackman's character really kind of brings that on him because uh, he's like, "You did this. This is your fault." You were 
messing around watching me, which which he should have been doing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was very uh, justified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like throws it on him and says, "This is your fault." When it's like not necessarily his fault, you know, it spreads the the dread and the madness spreads. Mm-hmm. So this movie, as I was watching it, it kind of reminded me of how I felt when we were watching Hereditary, you know, like you just have this constant dread throughout and it just like gets worse. Obviously, Hereditary is a horror movie and this is like a thriller mystery, but like that same feeling of dread throughout the whole movie was like there for me watching this one again. I can see that. It's definitely got the same like vibe to it, I think. Mm-hmm. Like a dark character study. It's like, how would these characters interact in this um, awful situation that they've been put in? I think they're both kind of along, you know, very similar lines. I got to say that, yeah, Gyllenhaal, speaking of him, he was like my favorite part of this movie. You know, like I never think of him, I guess, as being like an intense, like scary kind of dude. But there were moments in this movie where he would like look at people and I'd be like, oh my God, like... Gyllenhaal's gonna mess somebody up here. Jesus. Yeah, and I, I don't really think of him in like a, a... Usually he's more of like... I always get like the crazy guy vibe off of him. He's kind of like unhinged. But in this movie, like, he still kind of had that, but he was like a authority figure, like a policeman and like very cool-headed. Very, It's kind of a different role. I'm not used to seeing him like that. Yeah, yeah, he does a really good job in this one, I think, too. I mean, everybody in this movie does a fantastic job. I think this is the best I've ever seen Hugh Jackman act is this movie. I'd agree with that. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I really felt like Gyllenhaal was super honest, the detective. There's this scene where he, uh, you know, he sees a suspicious dude in a crowd of people and starts chasing him like through a suburban kind of area. And there's like just this like little moment where he like unholsters his gun. He's like looking around trees trying to find him. And then really quickly he holsters it, jumps a fence, pulls it back out and is like back on the prowl. And it just seems like he's so comfortable doing these like movements and being a detective who's like really on edge, like hasn't slept in like three days. I don't. I just really felt like he was really on for like what i've ever seen jake gyllenhaal be like you're right yeah i didn't even notice that stuff but yeah he seemed like he was so natural in the role like definitely filled the shoes perfectly for like yeah somebody who's just exhausted staying up because i guess there is kind of a ticking clock in this movie like you know how like when people go missing it's i think it's even like 24 hours like it's possible that like they're gone or whatever but yeah maybe it's a week it's either a week or 24 hours but there's like definitely some pressure because they keep bringing up like it's been six days you know like what are the odds they're even still alive at this point yeah i mean this movie only takes course over the period of like a week doesn't it yeah feels long though it does it is a long movie that's impressive that it feels like yeah i'm sure that week you know would feel like years in reality if that happened to you oh god yeah i bet it would like the characters you can see how they all deal with the situation different ways like hugh jackman okay um well i guess spoilers he kidnaps the dude who they think did it um so the way he's got a very proactive way i guess if that's maybe the right word, maybe not. Because he's like, the police isn't going to do nothing, so I'm going to do something. His wife completely shuts down and like is taking sleeping pills and knocking herself out. And then the other family, um, they kind of come together more, I guess, I'd say. Whereas like Hugh Jackman's family splits up. The family of the other girl, I can't remember her name, who also got kidnapped. They come more together, I, I think, anyways. 
Yeah, there's definitely uh, some sort of distance. Yeah, because like the sons, I like, kind of just left hanging in the wind. I think even the daughter of the other family kind of mentioned she feels like she's been, you know, left alone. Because once the the dad and the mom get involved with what Hugh Jackman's doing, she's kind of left to her own devices in like the worst possible time to be left to your own devices. Like I, I think you know maybe I guess I kind of felt like both families were kind of splitting a little bit. Um, but, you know, Hugh Jackman's like a really dominant figure in his family, you know. He's like the super survivalist doomsday prepper, keeping them all together. So then when, you know, whenever he goes down, they all go down. Whereas in the other family, it kind of, I think the, was the, the dad in the other family, was he like a band teacher or something? Was that his deal? He does bust out <laughs> the trumpet and start. He was like talking about a, what was it, like marching band uniforms when they introduce him or something. And it seemed like the, the mother in that family was kind of, you know, the matriarch and the head of the household. And he kind of just did whatever she said. And she didn't really seem to break like Hugh Jackman's character did. So maybe, I don't know, it felt like they may not have agreed on some of the methods, but she didn't quite break because she wasn't doing horrible stuff. So I don't know. The other family, yeah, like uh, the guy gets a chance to like stop it. Hugh Jackman's like, hey, if you want to stop this, go ahead. You can just take down that wall and let him out. But the wife's like, no, don't let him out. Like, <laughs> let let the guy do his thing. Let the torture continue. Like. It's for the greater good. He does. He backs down. and Like, it felt like after that moment, they were kind of more a little cold to each other, I guess, to me and their interactions, because they seemed very happy prior to that. Yeah, I feel like maybe if they had had to continue doing what Hugh Jackman was doing, it might have further kind of broken them down apart, like what happened to Hugh Jackman's family. These are some pretty crazy character studies, though. So do we want to talk about the uh, the torture that happens? Oh, yeah. I like, guess so. Oh, God. Um, it's super hard to watch, and I, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be super hard to talk about, too, because basically the guy who they think did it um, has an IQ of a 10-year-old, and the police let him go, and then Hugh Jackman captures him, takes him to an abandoned house he has, and then starts torturing him and beating him to try and get him to tell where where his daughter is. Yeah, because he says like a very ominous line to Hugh Jackman at the police station, which makes him like go full, like, this is him, this is the guy. He says something like, I just want, what did he say? He said, I wanted to play with them or something. Or now, he said, they didn't cry until I left them. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Which is very creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. Without context, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's it's just so hard to watch that happen in this movie because it's, I, like, I've never seen a situation like that before in a movie. At first, I was with you, Jackman. I was like, this is the guy. Like, he obviously did it. He said that creepy thing. But, like, the more, like, we see of him, like, I'm like, well, it seems kind of unlikely. Like, yeah, you know, he's not... He's got, like, a disability. He's not very bright. Like, there's no way he could do this. But Hugh Jackman isn't relenting at all. And the guy doesn't even say anything, like, every time. Like, oh. They torture him for so long. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe what do you, would you say, three days in there? Yeah. But it feels so much longer. And he doesn't say anything. The whole time, yeah, at first you're like, okay, this dude's a creep and he did it. But the longer he doesn't say anything, at least in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, they're just torturing this poor guy, you know, and he doesn't know anything about it. Or does he? You know, you, you're you always questioning back and forth in this movie. Right. Yeah, that's what makes it hard. Yeah, because as things unfold, like suddenly there's a new suspect and like Jake Hall's still investigating other people because he thinks the the... 
slow guy is not even a suspect anymore. It's like, we can't waste time. Right. Whereas Hugh Jackman gets fixated on one thing and wastes all his time on that guy. <laughs> I kind of feel like, um, you know, yeah, like a certain point, I kind of felt like Hugh Jackman was just really even venting his own anger and frustration on the dude. Like, not even so much caring about an answer anymore as just trying to get out his own rage. What makes it so hard, I think, is that at a certain point, it just becomes so irrational. And even, like, when the wife of the other family is like, nah, just let him do it. Like, it seems like she even kind of gets how irrational it is. It, well, and it's hard because once you start, like, you can't just let that guy go. If if you don't want to get busted and put in jail, like, he's got to, you got to go through with whatever you're going to be doing because you kind of put all your, your, your eggs in one basket with that guy. It's just rough because, I mean, like, I was thinking the whole time I was watching this movie, it's like, what... If I was in this situation, you know, how would I react differently from these characters, you know? Like, I would still have those frustrations, but I, I wouldn't go, like, kidnap a guy and <laughs> do that stuff. I, I don't even know how you would process something like that. It's such a traumatic thing, yeah. Like, I don't think anybody really knows how they'll react till it happens. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't want to even think about it. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's rough, and it's heavy subject matter that... You hope you're never in that situation. I think there's this really interesting uh, dynamic with Hugh Jackman's uh, religious beliefs because, you know, it's, it's kind of suggested several times throughout the film that he's pretty religious and he like prays occasionally, like when he's about to torture the dude. And it kind of seems like, you know, somehow he thinks that like he's justified or if he prays about it, then it'll all be okay in the end. And I, I kind of thought that was like sort of how he got through it was being like, you know, if I pray about it, my religion will keep me safe here. I'll be safe from worldly repercussions in the end. I mean, it was kind of like a weird kind of minor dynamic almost. That's true. I did notice that. And it, it adds like an extra layer to his character. So like if you're going to do a deep dive on character analysis for Hugh Jackman, you know, there's probably a bunch of stuff in this movie because there's so many layers to his character going on. Both him and Hall. I love like the little details about them. And I mean, that's where I think Denis Villeneuve is such a great director. I mean, he's got that in every single one of his movies for his characters. They all have these little details about them that you learn more about, and it just adds depth to their character and layers. And it helps that he's so subtle about it. Like, like he does prayers every once in a while. Like, he's listening to, like, a Christian talk show, like, in his truck every once in a while. He's not, like, hitting you over the head with what these people are about. He shows you what they're about instead of just, like, Hey, my name's Hugh Jackman, and I'm a very Christian man who prepares for everything. <laughs> what should essentially, you know, be the mark of filmmaking should be, you know, the ability to show and not tell. But it seems like really what makes a good director from a bad one is the ability to do that. And it seems like Denis Villeneuve is real on top of that. Yeah, he makes sure we get all the important bits. He trusts the audience to understand and comprehend the rest of it. Like, say, okay, this is this is the bad guy. This is this, and this is this. If you want to connect everything, you can. I trust you to be able to do that. Like he doesn't just like have like a scene at the end of the movie where he explains everything and how everything was connected and stuff. That's what I was kind of waiting for. Actually, was like the uh, you know the the black and white montage of all the events unfolding with the violin playing over it, like we get in like eighty percent of all murder mysteries. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does not do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I really have to applaud the uh, the writer of this film. You know, it doesn't really look like he's done anything particularly noteworthy outside of this. But I mean, I I love 
the sto- just the story of this movie, I think, would be a great mystery, like, you know, in whatever format. You want to put it in book or series or obviously film. Yeah, it's just so personal. It really hits the characters hard, so it hits you hard. So intense. It um I'm I'm very much reminded of a a really solid TV murder series The Killing which is uh has a very similar plot. It you, you see it from both the police investigating it as well as the uh distraught family with a a very similar father figure to Hugh Jackman who kind of takes matters into his own hands and winds up just hampering the police with his own uh yeah, <laughs> investigative methods. You know, I will say, yeah. Well, there was a couple of good like things at the end where I was looking at this and I was like this movie looks really good, but for the most part, it seems visually pretty simple, which I think really suits it. You know, I'm like, you're like, you're not spending time looking at the scenery. You're really focused on the characters and what they're doing and the story, the plot, which is kind of cool because, some of, you know, like Blade Runner is so heavy on aesthetic and very impressive. But this one still manages to be just as a, I, I think as compelling of a mystery without all the crazy visuals. So the uh, cinematographer is Roger Deakins, the same guy who did Blade Runner. He works with Denis Villeneuve on, I think, almost all of his movies. And yeah, I really like the way this one looks. Everything is dark and dreary throughout it, you know, and that's really how, where the characters are at. And it matches that. And I just love how, like, all the suspects and stuff all kind of come together, like, at the end. Like, he first, who does he, he goes and finds the, the preacher guy. He's, like, drunk, passed out on his floor. And at first I'm like, well, this is just random. This guy just killed some rando. But then later in the film they mention that this guy was had a war against God and was killing kids and stuff. And it turns out he was the husband of the, yeah, actual killer and... They were working together to kill people, and he had come to confess his sins. And I guess the priest had, like, locked him in his basement and left him to die. Uh, that's what it looked like. He took judgment into his own hands there. And at first, you're like, yeah, that's a bunch of, like, baloney when he was explaining that. I was like, whatever, man. Like, that sounds pretty fishy. You're just some creepo. And then, yeah, later they find another suspect who I thought was like, oh, this is definitely going to be the killer. But he's just been practicing. He hasn't actually killed any kids. He's a copycat, yeah. Yeah, he'd survived an attack from these two people beforehand, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if they said it was from them specifically. Uh, it must have been because he was drawn the maze. What, the wife makes a comment like, oh, I'd completely forgotten about that guy until I saw him in the papers recently. It's just, yeah, just there's like so many like little things that, oh, this is connected to this and this is connected to this. Yeah, it feels like you're actually a part of the detective team because you get a little thing here. It's like you tack it up on the board, and then you get something down here that doesn't seem like it's connected, and you tack it up on the board, and that just continues to happen. And then eventually, by the end, as it unfolds, you like are able to connect all the dots, how everything goes together, and it fits like so perfectly. Yeah, and the guy that Hugh Jackman's been tormenting was one of their first kidnapped victims, but they just ended up keeping him. I mean, that's what I like love in a murder mystery, or like any kind of mystery, you know, is that you never know more than the detectives do, or... They don't know more than you know. Is that I, I love being on the same page as like the investigators. Really, yeah, immerses you in the plot. It's just crazy all the emotions you go through through this movie. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Jeez. Well, do you guys got anything else, or should we jump into overall presentation? Yeah, let's jump on. Let's that. do it. I'm sure we could talk about yeah characters for hours from this movie, but <laughs> yeah. Well, just like Fox said, I mean, you can talk about just the characters in this movie. For hours, because there's so much depth and layers to all their characters. And that's 
awesome. I mean, Denis Villeneuve does a great job of that in every single movie I've seen of his. And I think he's my favorite director um, because I've never seen a movie he did that's been bad. Like, they're all awesome. And I want him to make every movie ever. But (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, but back to Prisoners, I mean... The plot is so good. The dialogue is so good. The characters so good. The movie looks so good. I, I mean, I gotta give it a buy it because this movie is heavy and it hits you hard. And I like it's not a movie you want to watch a lot, but you do at the same time because it's so good. But it makes you feel a weird. You know, it's just you feel dread. You feel the pain of the characters. And when a movie can do that to me, I mean, it's, it's a masterpiece in my book. So I definitely got to give it a buy it. I'm, I'm torn on this one, you know, kind of like, um, I feel like I gave hereditary a watch it. I think I did. And I think it's because I, I said, you know, it's like a masterpiece of horror and even film. But at the same time, I, I really just want to watch it as few times as I possibly can. <laughs> Because it's, I mean, not only is it like horrible to watch, but it's also just terrifying. Like, who wants to be that scared all the time? I mean, really, it still keeps me (laughs) up at night sometimes. (laughs) And this one, you know, I I feel like this movie's, in my opinion, I mean, I'm always the conspiracy guy, I feel like. But I feel like there's even more layers to this movie that we could probably find, you know, if we watched it a bunch of times. Kind of like The Shining, you know, there's all kinds of like hidden, whatever, I guess, messages and red strings connecting events and people. So I'm going to give it a real soft buy it, I guess, you know, like I I hate to say invest in a film, you're not going to watch that often, but I think this one's worth watching a few times, if not just to try and pick up on some more subtle nuances in the characters. Definitely. I I would agree with Mad Mike. This is this is a masterpiece of film and mystery. So not a bad one for the collection. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting when I watched this, but (laughs) like. Mike said it was dark, and I was like, oh, I'm sure. And I mean, I knew, I thought it was, you know, dark, but man, this was an intense movie, and I was like on the edge of my seat the whole time. I didn't know what was happening. Like Fox said, the the characters know just about as much as you do the entire time. Who's the real murderer? There's so much doubt put in your mind and stuff. It's it's just so, it's so engaging, I guess. that It's just, oh, man, the characters are so deep. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it a bite. It's definitely worth a watch, and might be my favorite Dennis Villeneuve movie but uh i don't know maybe blade runner might be my favorite i don't know which one's my favorite but it's up there either way we'll have a denis villeneuve fest and watch all his movies <laughs> Ooh, i'm not opposed to this i think i've seen all his major films so far and i think yeah this one sicario and blade runner are like up there on the top three all right well i guess three dudes reviews gives it a buy it uh for next our next movie i know fox had mentioned girl with the dragon tattoo is is that what we want to do next or do you have something in mind uh terry we can do yeah girl dragon tattoo sounds fine to me okay cool next show uh tune in for a girl with the dragon tattoo well uh thanks for listening to us tonight everybody we really appreciate it this is uh three dudes reviews signing off (laughs) 